the wall. You good. Hey everyone, it's the girl Arthur Pamela J. And we here live on the wall. Hold on. Corey, hold on a minute. Okay, guys, we are live on the wall, and I have the founder himself right now. He's calling me right now, live call, live call from Sing Sing Correctional Facility. I have none other than Spank Peso on the line. Spank, I want I want you to talk to the people and let them know why you came up with this concept of the wall. Um, so Spank, here they go. You on? Well, basically, so I just wanted to give us a voice her because you know we kind of been like we like the the, the the lost the forgotten and you know it's basically a whole nother culture a whole different world behind behind the walls of prison that a lot of y'all out there don't know about and I'm, i just want our voices to be heard that's pretty much what it was about and i hope y'all listen and understand our stories you know everybody it's not we all make mistakes you know what i'm saying and we yeah, is, you know what I'm saying? I, we just need the support, the love, you know what I mean? We're trying to, we're trying to get out. It's a lot of talent. It's a lot of, it's a lot of intelligent brothers behind these walls that, you know, it's just a whole, whole different culture. So, so Mr. Spain Peso, could you share with them how long have you been incarcerated? I've been in prison now 24 years. I came to prison when I was 19. I'm now 43. I'll be 44 in November, and I'm, you know, I'm fighting for my freedom. Okay, okay. And in your experience, um, could you just give us a little bit of what it's like to be behind the wall? Like, what is it? Um, I, we can't imagine what you guys go through, but um, what what advice would you give to a young person, like, not to go to prison? Like, that's not the place to be. Definitely not the place to be. You know I mean, like, you basically suffering in here, man. You know, it's like torture. You know I mean, they, 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 these officers, especially in the jails like Sing Sing and, you know, Green Haven, where it's a, a predominantly black and Spanish officers working here, you would think that, you know, they understand us better than, you know, the white folks up in these mountains, but you know, they feed us worse. In some, in some, in some sense, you know what I mean? You know, like the food, they, 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 they feed us as garbage. This corona, this corona, how they, how they handling this, this coronavirus in here is, is, it's like inhumane, you know what I mean? They in here all huddled up, no masks on, talking, but they putting all these rules on us to have masks on and the social distance. They keeping us away from our families. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. And on that, on that particular thing, is it a mental, is it depressing? I mean, being that you're already there and you, you can't see your families, how are you guys handling it? Like, is it is really hard? I mean, are they giving you some type of compensation or are they, you know, allowing y'all more phone calls or, you know, how is it with the emails or the mail system? How is all of that, you know? Block right here, and B Block and Saint Saint is 68 cells on each company. It's 10 companies, so that's 680 prisoners, and it's only 23 phones in the yard. Wow! Everybody's trying to speak to their family. It's 
kind of like impossible for that to happen, you know. So the police is one of the phones, giving everybody like ten minutes, and it's just, it's just, it's just bad. Man, we can't see our kids, we can't you know, hug our families. It's been a year now since I kissed my wife. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get it. Man, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. And speaking on Corona, real quickly, um. How was the situation with the mask? Are they allowing your family members to send you disposable masks, or how are you guys getting the mask, or are they, well, you know, they, what are they doing? Okay, well, they're giving us these, these masks that's, you know, it's, it's, it's cloth. It's, like, made out of a, I would say, like, a T-shirt. But, you know, they're giving it to us. They're giving us two at a time. And that's, like, you get two maybe every two months, month and a half, whatever. I mean, it's hard to keep clean, you know, they white. You know, when you wash white, you start looking dingy. Even if it's clean, it just looks dingy. But it's no real, no, no hand sanitizer, no... It, it, you can't social distance in prison. Prison is built to confine as many people as you can to one small place. So there's really no way we can social distance in here. Like right now, just being on the phone, I can hear the person in front of me and behind me conversation as if I'm on the phone with them. It's so close. So it's not six feet in distance. So there is no social distancing. Basically. No social distance, man. At all. Okay. Um, one, more, um, one more question. Anybody have questions for him? Um, KP, Roxy, any questions? I do. I have a Go question for you. Corey, how you doing? Corey, this is Roxy. How are you? How you doing? I'm all right. All right, all right. Um, I got a question for you. How about what what is the um honor block? How much social distance they have in there? Do you know of that? That's where well, my house is. No, I, I'm not I'm not familiar with the honor block here, but mm. I'm pretty sure the way the cells is built is built the same way in each block. The only difference about the honor block is that, you know, they get to come out and have, you know, gallery right. So they amongst each other, they got their own yard. They don't really have to, you know, uh, uh, be around the whole population mm. because they got their own little situation. But the social distance, there's no social distance nowhere. I don't, nowhere in this prison. So for the, for the prisoners, for the officers, right now, as I'm in this yard, I'm watching, I'm counting, I can count five officers by the, by, by the, uh, the officer booth. They're mm. just sitting there talking. You got three on the side of me sitting there talking and nobody's wearing masks. It's hot now. Wow. So you know the, the mask kind of makes you sweat a little bit. So you know they're not even wearing them. So mm -hmm. are they um are they um telling you that you have to get the COVID shots or the COVID vaccines and stuff? Is they well, are they, they trying to make that mandatory is. for you guys? Well no it's not mandatory as of yet but they, uh, if you could, you could volunteer for it, if you want to take it, you know what I mean? They will give it to you. But they, right now, they're trying to target the older gentlemen, you know what I mean? Like the 50s and 60 year olds, because, you know, they that's my husband. able to uh, contact the virus. <laughs> that's my old husband. Hello. I'm not taking the vaccine. I, I don't know what they're here doing, what they're here giving us. Right. My wife, a nurse. She told me don't do it. I know. I ain't doing it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, listen, she, listen. she knows what she's talking about. 
Yeah. All right, Spank. You have any um any shout outs, anything you would like to say to anybody right now? Well, I want to know I'd like to shout out every everybody, you know, that's behind these walls and present. You know, stand up, stay ten toes down. You know, they can trap your body, you can't trap your mind. You know, freedom is a must. Okay. Definitely want to shout out my wife, Miss Pamela, the OVG. <laughs> Couldn't did it without you. I appreciate you, baby. I love you. I love you. Too. I appreciate y'all as well. Mark, you want to shout out? Yeah, Mark, 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 I forgot about you, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. But they wanted me over the phone now. All right. Well, I thank you, Mr. So, Spank Peso, the founder of the War Magazine, and the whole the whole thing he just did. We want to thank you for calling in today, tonight on our first show, May History. So we thank you for calling in and giving us a little insight. Um, so we're going to... Um, good talking huh? to you, Corey. Roxy says, good talking to you, Corey. Yes, it's a pleasure. And, 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 and KP2 Wright said, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure as well. Have a good night. Enjoy the show. I hope everybody's on that. Real talk, the wall is serious. Yeah. All right. Right. Mm -hmm. <sighs> okay, okay, guys. Don't be muting us with the um, gushy stuff. We want to hear the ending too. <laughs> <laughs> and we read the acne lips. <laughs> <laughs> That was great. I mean, he called right in on time. Yeah. Um, I didn't. He didn't know I was going to set him up to do that. Right now, we got Jolene Rush. She's about to come on, and that's our first guest. Um, I want to thank again Spain Peso from um he called. amazing woman she's a mother she's a wife she's an advocate for her husband her name is Jolene Russ and I'm gonna bring her up now Jolene unmute yourself thank you for being our first guest on the women of the world and making history how are you doing this evening hey y'all I'm doing good thanks for having me I didn't know we was doing video I thought this was radio so I didn't get camera ready my bad y'all <laughs> that's a cute picture of you and your husband though it's okay it's okay yes that's our like public picture that was on a whole bunch of stuff for his clemency this past this past year so that's when we kind of made wow. public yeah okay. we've, been, so, we've been applying for clemency for five years wow okay and speaking on that can you explain what clemency really is because a lot of us do not know what that is okay so Let's see. My husband, he been he's been inside twenty years. May will be twenty one years. Um, he's sentenced to a forty flat, so he's not eligible for any kind of release until twenty thirty four. So the only kind of hope for early release is clemency, and clemency in New York comes in two different ways. It's a pardon or it's a commutation. And what we're applying for is a commutation. A pardon normally comes like after you've been home you've done some good works or whatever, 
um, they'll expunge your record. Um, or they can make other kinds of agreements, blah, blah, blah. But with a commutation, they'll um, shorten, typically shorten your sentence and let you go home early. So that's really what we're, what we're working for because he's done everything. Like he really has nothing left to do in the, inside the prison other than time. Okay. All right. And so, okay, how, how do you, um, is it an application for the, for the clemency or what do you do? You just write your congressman? Like how does, it, how does the process start? Well, the only person that can, it's the sole, de sole decision of the governor. So you have to um, basically, like if you go on the website, the, the bare minimum you have to do is write to them and ask them for clemency. It doesn't give you like a process. It doesn't give you an application. And even after you apply, there's no accountability. There's no checks and balances. They don't communicate with you. They don't tell you the status of your application. It's just kind of like, uh, send us your paper and wait and maybe someday you'll hear something. Um, wow. So it's really like, it's all done in real secrecy. It's There's no real know-how on how to do it. Like, And even the people that have received it, it's so hard to get a hold of them and like figure out how they did it. And everybody does it different. So like this year, okay. a little bit different. We're gonna, instead of being real public with it, we're just trying to get in cer certain senators' ears, certain assembly people's ears, and see if they'll support us. But it's such a political process; it really is. Okay, all right. So, what's the website? Um, can you tell them the website? Somebody just text me. What's the website to go to to get the process on clemency? Yeah, there's. If you type in, um, well, let me let me get you the exact website, but it's New York State uh like the governor it's on the governor's website i'm gonna get it for on you the for governor's but also okay. um rap release aging people in prison they that's like an advocacy group that does a lot of work around clemency they have a page called uh cuomo let them go.com and on there uh. you, can, you can put like if you have a pending clemency application if you're doing work for your like trying to advocate for your family member to get clemency you can put your okay. stuff on there and they'll help publicize for you. I okay, mean, and when you, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I, okay, when you say do work for the for your loved one with the clemency, what do you actually have to do? Like some people really don't know, like for myself, I really don't know where would I start to that process for my husband. Like I'll go there, right? And then I'll start just advocating for him, like going around, talking to the different um, senators about him, about his case, why he should get clemency, should he, I mean, should he write his family members write, do you get other people to write letters for them, like, what is the whole, what do you have to do? Yeah, so I, we did collect, see, like I said, we've been doing this for five years, so the very first okay. year, we, um, we got a letter when he had reached 17 years, because you can't apply until you get 50% of your minimum in. So he went, once we reached 17 years, he actually received a letter from the clemency bureau saying, you were recommended for clemency. Please send us this. Wow. Yeah, please send us this form. Um, and like that, and that form was to enroll for a pro bono attorney. 
And then they asked us also to send us like any kind of pertinent information about us. So we got together like 50 different letters of recommendation. They really like to get them from like community members. So like we got one from our, from our uh, city councilman. We got one from um, the area chapter double NAACP um, that we do work with. We okay. did, we, we got some letters from like people that he went to school with people that have like a lot of people that have seen his growth, people that knew him back in the day that know him now and have really experienced his like journey of rehabilitation. Okay. And when you say his journey of rehabilitation, what type of rehabilitation did you see or what did he receive or did he do this on his own or was the, um, the, the facility helpful in the rehabilitation? Did they, you know, like- Well, what, I mean, prison, prison doesn't really rehabilitate a person. It just offers you a bunch of tools that if you want to rehabilitate yourself, they're there for you. So like, as soon as he got to prison, he, like, he got hit with, his, his actual charges for, his actual sentence is 49 years. So when you're 24 years old, 25 years old, and you're sitting in a prison cell thinking about, I got 49 years to serve, you're not trying to get in no more trouble. Like you don't want to keep screwing up. You want to learn how to live better. So you don't keep experiencing this same. So even if he was to win his appeal or whatever, he don't have to worry about coming back to this environment. So he really hit the ground running. He picked up, he picked up all the tools around him. He got involved in every program he could. So he did uh, his, the first program he got involved in was ABP because it was voluntary. Um, Cause a lot of programs okay. aren't available to people unless they're two or three years to their, to their board. Um, and he don't have wow. a board. So if he's not, you're not two or three years to your release. There's a lot of programs. They won't, your mandatory programs, they won't even offer to you. He was lucky enough wow. to get them because he's been inside a long time and the, the, the rules that exist now didn't always exist. So okay. the first one he started off with AVP, that's Alternative to Violence Project. He was a, okay. um, a participant in that. And then he worked up through the ranks, ranks till he got to like an advanced participant. And then he became a, um, a facilitator trainee. And eventually he began training other facilitators to do the program. So like, this is what, and now he's an ARC, our ART facilitator, which stands for aggression replacement training. Um, so like, that's what he does all day. Like he's a, he's an anger management therapist. Like anytime I'm having issues, anytime my kids have wow. any of that. Yeah. Like we're going to him. That's like without visits right now, we're struggling. <laughs> like that's therapy. That's our therapy sessions, you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> On some real stuff though. Like when my, because like we can't even get mental health treatment out here. Like I, I live in upstate New York that it, the availability to treatment ain't out here. So like when I'm trying to get treatment for my son, I'll bring him on a visit before he'll ever even get to an appointment. And he's not nine times out of 10, like fine. I'll get him through the, whatever the troubles are. Cause like they know each other. They can work together so well, you know, like father and son can work together way better than any therapist and, um, right. could, you know? So that's, I mean, that's right. what we, that's right. how we live. Like, and He's still got 13 years on the book. So not having visits like this, this is our life you're messing with, you know, this is our livelihood. Yeah. 
Wow. So what, okay. And now and you gave us a lot of uh, great information. Um, I wanted to know, what do you feel about the um, the two the two bills that they're trying to pass, the elder care law and the one the other law? Um, yeah, there's a lot of great legislation right now out. There's elder the yeah. elder parole act and the fair and timely parole right. act. Those two yeah. um, are the two bills that wrap support release aging people from prison. Um, there's also halt right, right. now that okay. just got onto Cuomo's desk. The Senate passed it and the assembly passed it. Actually today there was a big rally out at uh, both at, at the mansion and at Cuomo's office downtown in Manhattan. And uh, that's to hold, that's for solitary confinement. That's the, for, you know, the box and all that. So if they pass yeah, that- I, I, I'm, I'm for that. Yeah, yeah, if they pass that, that would, I mean, for even that. the United Nations has said anything more than 14 days in solitary confinement is torture. So there, if they pulled past right, the halt right. solitary, that would make any box time down to 14 days. And then there would be all kinds of step down and therapeutic programs that go along with it. So we could really stop right. doing this damage that solitary confinement does to people. I've seen way too many people come out of prison way worse off mentally than they went in, you know, because of the, <laughs> yeah. because of the, because of the treatment they're given, plain and simple. Um, right. But so the other ones, fair and timely and elder parole, they're great bills. Fair and mm -hmm. timely, first and foremost, I think if fair and timely and halt were to get passed together, they would just mm -hmm. they would just synergize each other because you know, like if halt gets passed by itself, a lot of people are, are worried that people will just be wilding out in there, you know, acting crazy. Um, but if it was to get passed with fair and timely, what fair and timely and elder parole both do is when a person gets a chance to go to the parole board, they value a person's rehabilitative path. They value a person's uh, as they are today and not who they were on the day they committed their crime. <laughs> it makes yes. it so right. they can't continuously hit a person at the board for the nature of their crime for just the the different it especially this is why I advocate for fair and timely so much because it does what people think prison does already like people think people go to prison they when they go to the parole board if they've done good or if they're they've had good behavior they get released that's not true right. like if you're if you've had good behavior even if you you could have be a model person in prison you could have be super responsible not get a single ticket you're there still get hit with that two years or you could be a person that in prison that did absolutely nothing for your rehabilitation go to the board and they release you there's no checks and balances with the system that exists right now it's so unfair and you see so many families languish in these prisons just for the nature of their crime because they shot a cop in the hand or a cop shot himself and you get charged with the assault because that's the criminal system we have. Like, wow. There's and these systems are they're they're twisted. They're tw they're twisted. Wow, wow. And that's and that's deep. Um, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. I um, wow. But yeah, I support they, those bills, fair and timely, and elder parole. They're great bills. There's also um, there's another bill out there right now. Less is more. Inside, they call it the 3030 bill. Okay, and what's that? Because 
Cause it's um that bill actually goes right after um uh, like the parole system. So like when a person comes out and is on parole, it okay. makes it so they can't send you back to prison for technical violations. If you miss your parole um check-in, if you get a dirty urine, if you um uh what are some other like petty things that they violate people for like being out after curfew or like little petty things that most oh, people God. really shouldn't be in prison for something that's not illegal in the first right. place right wow i just okay. found that um, website for clemency and i put it in the chat thank you i see it came up thank oh you. Thank I, you. I really think if the three bills that passed this year were halt fair and timely and less is more it would change the carceral system vastly like it would enhance it so much because it would change people not being sent back to prison for technical violations not being in prison stuck in in shoes the whole time and actually valuing someone's rehabilitation when they go to the parole board to have those three things happening at the same time man we could get we could we could get a lot of people free Thank yes you. Wow. yeah and families reunited back together um let me ask you a question so how long have you actually served the time with your husband well we started when he hit when he went in we was we were rocking steady um okay. but he, having 50 years i was 17 when he got arrested i was wow. 18 by the time he got sentenced and went upstate so wow. he, yeah he was 25 24 just turned 25 by the time he got sentenced um so we fell apart like he didn't want me he didn't want me to do that time with him you know like i said i was 18 right. years old i didn't have no we didn't have no kids yet like things were right things were simple back then so he pushed me away hardcore um and we went our separate ways for a little while but then in 2008 um i was going through some hard times i hit him up and we just we stayed friends though for a long, long time because we both were like funny about committing to each other because we never wanted to have that. Like, we never wanted nothing to come between us that we couldn't get over. So, okay. from 2008 to 2014, we were just kind of friends, like real close and all that. And then in 2014, we took it to the next level. We committed ourselves to each other. Um, we got married in 2016. Okay. And, I've known and, him since um, I was four, 15 years old, you know, so. Okay. Let me ask you, when you got married, did you get any backlash from your family, from your friends? What did, you oh. know, what did people say? <laughs> you know, I, cause they always knew him. They always knew me to like go visit him. They always knew me to be right in the hand. So like they always made fun of me, you know, me and my jailbird, me and my jailbird. I got that all the, okay. like all through growing up. Um, okay. Cause like, I always like any, like any man I was ever with when him and I had split up or whatever, I would always compare them to him and all that. So they'd be like, Oh, your jailbird. Nobody, we all, we know nobody's better than your jailbird. Um, and it was, <laughs> it was real hard to deal with because like nobody looked at him like he was a regular person like it was like I had to exactly. justify why I cared about him like I thought I was so <laughs> that was kind of twisted okay. but um mm -hmm. it took me it did take me a while to like kind of not care about that mm -hmm. um right. in 2000 and mm, I want to say 13 
they you start I started seeing a lot of Facebook groups for families that dealing with the incarceration and prison and all that. And having honestly having social media and seeing people like just loud and proud, like my man's locked up and that's okay. Like it really it created like a, a comfortable safe space for me and a lot of other people to just come out and be like, yeah, he's locked up and like we love each other. Right. We, we're madly in love with, with each other. We have a super healthy relationship. We're completely right. faithful right. to each other. And uh-huh. like <laughs> people ask me all the time, like, why are you married to a man that's in prison? Like, why are you like, why are you married? Answer that question. Why are you married? If it's for exactly. money, you're married for the wrong reason. If it's for what he right. could do for you, you're married for the wrong reason, or you're right. content with that kind of lifestyle. But I'm not. Right. I'm the kind of person that married right. for love. I don't want you for nothing else. Exactly. Wow. That is so, you know, it's so funny because I just started my journey with my husband. And to be honest, that's why I wrote my first series called I Am Not Defined by My Address. Mm-hmm. Because People always look at the person in prison like they are the worst person. Stop looking at his address. If it wasn't for his address, he it would it would be another reason why they would you know downplay um downplay what's you know your marriage or your relationship. Yeah. Um. I know I got it big time. Um. When I because first I didn't keep him a secret. I just didn't talk about it. I didn't right. want to hear like you said the backlash of what are you doing. Why? What's the, what's the first of all? I didn't come out looking to right. be in a relationship. Um, I I just went to support somebody who was getting married, and to be truthfully honest, it was fate that put us together because I didn't even yes. bring him down. I brought somebody else down. And your story is when you told me your story. <laughs> yes, man, it's, like, it's it's the kismet. truth. Yeah, it was just like fate and. When I saw him and we sat together and we sat together for three and a half hours before the correct <laughs> person was coming downstairs to see me who I brought down, it was over. I left. I said, I don't want to talk to him. I don't, don't want to finish my conversation with my husband. But we actually, I mean, it's, it was just a, a connection. It's, it's, people don't understand. It's more intimacy. It's more you learning the person. It's nothing It's nothing physical because I have not been physical with him. There's no way possible. Right. So it's all about me and him getting to learn each other, regular people like playing and they ask me all the time, well, what's the difference between him? I mean, every time I mention my husband, I smile. I don't Right. Look at your face. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> I mean, when he calls, when he writes me, I'm smiling, I'm growing, but then I get them, oh, wait till we come out. It's going to be different. Why would you even wish that for me? Why right. would you even put that in the atmosphere? I believe he's going to be the same way. I'm going to still, I mean, smile, laugh. So, I mean, and we still have, people don't understand. It's a regular relationship. You got to work at it. We mm-hmm. argue, we fight. Mm-hmm. I don't give him his way. I don't just... um you know just okay because he, no he knows right. i'm stubborn he's stubborn we argue we like i said we argue and everything else and we make up and it's, it's yeah. right back to me smiling me blushing i'm laughing or whatever you know we live through emails and phones right now because we can't see each other and i see my husband every day 
Yeah. I see him every day because I work up there. So it's oh, really funny. hard because for me, I suffer with depression and he's my outlet. Like mm-hmm. you said, your husband, he's my outlet. The minute I get there, it's no, it's I'm in my own bubble. We either playing Scrabble, yeah. we throwing popcorn at each other, we laughing, we joking, whatever <laughs> it is. You know, that's our time and people yes. don't understand that. And I get a lot of people, I mean, my boys had a hard time with this. Yes. The little one is fine. The oldest one still like whatever. He gonna get over it though, cause I'm grown. I'm gonna be hmm. 53, and I'm happy. You know, let, let me be happy. Let me be happy, and let me go through this my own self. And this, you know, gives me my blessings. Like I give you your blessings. I pray he get clemency. I want y'all mm-hmm. to be together out in the yes. season. You know, it's just so it's so difficult and so hard. Um, it's you it's know, really hard. It's so you know hard. what you mention that was like that keeps touching me is that the intimacy ever since yes. COVID uh-huh. man it changed something on that visit floor though having to be yes. eight feet apart from each other plus wearing a mask can't even like can't play no Touch. cards can't Nothing. reach out and hold each other's hand yeah, and exactly. give each other like fist bump when you you know just did Nothing. something real slick. no pictures no right. nothing so it does something with the intimacy. I've been, him and I noticed that when we was on visits before, like it makes it so cold, like so clinical to be on a visit now. Yes. It's really, yes. there's been a lot of families. Let me tell you a lot of families that are struggling or that haven't made it through this whole COVID. Eight months out of the last year, we haven't had no visits. No, we haven't. And or even when we did. Like you, you visit every day. There was yes. We had times in the in his incarceration that we weren't able to visit at all. Like there was a time that I was on probation and he was up in Clinton and I couldn't even leave the county. My my officer wow. was telling me that if I left the county, he was gonna put me on an ankle bracelet. There was it was like 18 wow. months we couldn't visit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, crazy times. And it's then, killing me. It's killing me. I yeah, there was times we didn't have no car. I, I used to have to take the bus or catch a ride with somebody else. It was when, especially when you're upstate, upstate, like he's been all over. He's been to Clinton. He's been to okay. Auburn. And these places are out in the middle of nowhere. You know, wow. like I live out in the middle of nowhere. And these places are desolate, especially Clinton. Oh, gosh. I've heard crazy. stories. I don't know yet. And they don't again. do the biracial thing out there. They straight up told him when he got there, they seen pictures of me. Don't ever oh. let her come up here. We'll beat the shit out of you. Oh, my God. Yeah. See? Oh, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, my goodness. Well, guys, you are here right now. I'm going to just real quick give a recap. We are the women of the world. We are live on Sador Radio. Download that Sador Radio app. We are also live on Facebook and Instagram. And later on, Mark, our engineer and the owner of Sador Radio Station will be lo- will upload this broadcast to YouTube so you can go over to Sador Radio, hit that subscribe button and hear our show. We are talking to none other than Ms. Jolene Russ. She is our first guest, an amazing guest, an activist, a mom and a wife to her husband that's um, in Sing Sing and she's given us a lot of insight and a lot of information um, to, about clemency, about 
everything that she's going, you know, that she stands for, and she and I hope that her family one day gets to be back together in the free world. If y'all have any questions, if you want to talk to us, you can call us at 646-249-0911 or email us at 2020thewall at gmail.com. And right now we're about to take a music break. So Jolene, please stay with us because when we come back, we can talk some more. So Mark, you can take it away. <laughs> <laughs> 